Well, hello everyone. It's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I'm so boring. I say the same thing every time. I'm so excited to have this guest, but guess what? I am. Our guest today is Karen Randall. Now, Karen found us and when I read what her publicist had sent us, I like jumped out of my chair and said to Cindy, this woman would be the most wonderful guest for us. I was, I'm just thrilled, Karen, and welcome and thank you for today. Oh, Denise, I'm so, so happy to be here and thank you for having me and for that great introduction. Well, let me tell you, I'm gonna read this one thing. This is under Karen, the midlife coach is what Karen says about herself, helping women embrace midlife as an invitation. I'm sorry, that is so perfect because, and that's who listens to us. Karen, you and I talked before for a moment and here's what I think. And Karen has, t I mean, this sheet, Karen, is fantastic because it, it one of your topics is from obstacle to opportunity. Takeaway, understand life transitions and steps to manifesting a personal life. Now, this is extraordinary, okay? And I think it's like six shows to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but talk, if you would talk a little bit about that and, and just because I think that it's reframing and you and I talked about this for a moment, if you just, pivot a word sometimes in your vocabulary, you can open yourself up to a whole lot. So talk about that if you would. Yeah, you know, as we as we just touched on um, in in our pre pre-recording conversation, there are a lot of messages that we receive from our culture, from the media, from society about what we are when we get to a certain age, right? That we don't have value, that we don't have much to offer. And I am pushing back hard on that and saying, first off, for women who have done so many things, such as working, mothering, being in relationship, all at the same time, we have so many gifts and so much to offer because we have handled all of that at the same time. And we can take all of that and we can use that to create a life that is both fulfilling for us, purposeful, and also fulfilling in ways of giving back in a way that is meaningful. I think, Karen, what you just said, if, when I had my business, the best employees, the best assistants, the best everything, I used to say women whose children are grown. Yes. You could send a woman who'd been a mother and probably worked outside the home too. They could put on makeup, drive, do the shopping list, fry, fry beautiful fried eggs for the camera and come up with a better idea for, you know, for yes. me to do something else. I never, I, it was amazing to me, but you hire a mom, yeah. someone who's been a mom, they can do everything. That okay? is because right. They have done everything. Yeah. That's all. Absolutely. When I was in business, I had the same perspective. If I was hiring and I had someone with those qualifications, I knew that this was a top-notch employee because they know how to handle 
everything and they know how to stick with it, right? Because sometimes parenting is not great and you don't, you don't get to give up. You have to just keep with it, right? And so there's so many gifts that came out of that time in our lives that we can now use to create you know, what we want and also what we can give back. And I think those are both really important things to keep in mind. It's not that we just want to only make ourselves happy. We want to make ourselves happy as we are also inviting others to do the same. Oh my God, this is fantastic. I feel like, and I, I feel like, Karen, you're only speaking to me because... <laughs> When all of a sudden, like kind of overnight, I retired and then I still work. And I mean, I've worked, I've moved on. At first, Cindy and I still did some things. Cindy doesn't need me. Okay. Cindy's perfectly fine without me. And when I realized that, I realized that then I actually, instead of mourning what I'd lost, because I did feel like I'd lost something after running my own business for 30 years and I really had to boil it down to missing Cindy. And then what did I wanna do with the rest of my life? Okay, and how could I make it beneficial to other people? Because it seems kind of stupid because I've always been in a, what I know is not everyone has this background. Okay, so there's a lot of information to help younger women that could use some of it. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully not make every single mistake that I made. So I do believe we all have to make a lot of mistakes to get where we want to get. I think that if you can, and so it really is an opportunity. And that's what strikes me so much with your coaching service, because instead of feeling the loss, you have to think of it as an opportunity. But I think that there's both of them. So I think you've raised a really important point. And that's that, you know, your experience was that something ended. And that's usually what starts us into one of these transition journeys, as, as I call it. There is an ending. And we do need to take the time to honor and grieve what we have lost. Because it's worthy of that, right? Your business, the 30 years that you spent in that, they gave you so much richness in your life that is worthy of grieving that. And if we don't take the time to grieve and let go of what we have lost, we don't create space for something new to grow. So that is, that is the second stage of the transition journey and the way that I envision it. We first have an ending and then we have a liminal or an in-between time where we don't know, we're not comfortable in our skin, right? Nothing fits, <laughs> we just don't know. And, and that's that time where we grieve and we, we just honor it and we let it go. And that a lot of times means we're spending time by ourselves, we're trying different things, but it just feels very weird. And we rest and we let go in order to create space for creativity to happen, for new ideas to blossom and bloom. For you, it was this understanding that working with Cindy was really the light, you know, that, that you wanted to maintain. And so you were able to create a way for that to continue. 
And that creativity part, that's what women have, right? We are the creatives. And so we allow that to blossom. And then finally, we start to make it grow when we manifest it. What so perfectly said, I have to tell you, when you said we're the creatives, when I was before food styling, Karen, I was in big events and in catering, okay? But my events grew into really big events. And one of the reasons was with my creativity, because when I was in jobs up against, it, they were usually a male owned in those days, event planning um, business, when Fox, you know, Fox Studios or a big TV show or whatever hired me, they would say to me, you're, we're only concerned because your rate is like $10,000 less, but we've heard your food is better and we know all this. How come? And I'd say, because I can take a ball of string and some gum and <laughs> make a gazebo. Okay. <laughs> the people I'm up against are, are spending thousands of dollars on ideas from a designer. Mm -hmm. okay. And then they kind of look at me and say, okay. And of course I had pictures to back it up. But I think women, again, it comes back to being a mother, running the home, if you're the center of the wheel. You know, I used to always say to people, if the mothers don't, th mothers by what, excuse me, mothers by noon know what they're serving for dinner, okay? <laughs> If you didn't and you wait until 6.15 and had three crabby, hungry babies, shoot yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to plan. And that's why I think women are planners. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And my husband teases me about it because I say to him, what are we doing for on Saturday night? It's Tuesday. I said, do we want to go out for dinner? Do you want... Why? He says, we have days. I said, we really don't, Ken. You <laughs> need to plan and be creative. And that's why when you're talking about transitions, this is what we're good at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, we have these opportunities for these transitions throughout our lives, right? We have um, many opportunities and it's not like it just starts and stops. It's not like, you know, we go through stage one, two, three, and four, and we're done and everything is great, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? It, it doesn't. We just keep having opportunities to look at life's events, at these seminal events, and look at them in a deeper way and to look at them in what can this do to deepen my experience of living and allow me to do that same for others, right? To deepen their experience of life through my imitation. Because, you know, there's that saying that vulnerability invites vulnerability, right? As you are more vulnerable in sharing your experience, you invite others to do that same thing. We invite others to live in this deeper, more um, richer way. And that helps all of us. That brings healing to our world. Jesus, Karen. You're <laughs> <laughs> deep. I'm thrilled. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm teasing, but I'm not. I, because I have been through this transition, now as I say to Cindy, after being lost, I mean, really not, I had, Karen, I'm like a workhorse. 
I had one focus. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. my business, and that was to create cash flow, pay everybody, be honest, do the best job I could. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when that disappeared, when I was left with myself so much, yeah. I thought, well, what am I like when I don't have to make payroll? Oh, wow. Well, what- my purpose, if I'm not making payroll, yeah. I have to tell you, it took me a few weeks to come, come to my senses. Do you see, you know what I mean? I, because I used to asking myself any of those questions. Right. And we're not, we're not taught that in our culture, right? Um, I think one of the best ways to talk about that is, you know, when somebody goes through a divorce and, and they first, you know, start down that path and, and they're separated and the news gets out to their friends. And then, you know, a month later, people are saying, so are you dating again? <laughs> you know, Because all the messages that we get are just push through, you know, just ignore it. You don't need to worry about that. Just move on to the next step. And the opposite is actually the truth, taking the time to experience the truth of what's happening, your inner state, and really understanding that is where we have the more real and deep process and understanding of a life well lived. She sighs deep. (laughs) Correct. I have to tell you, there's so many women friends of mine they're kids, so they experience, you know, empty nest or divorce, both, both of you. Then, of course, sometimes as women, we're looking at widowhood more than men are. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Cindy and I used to teach at Rancho La Porta, which is a beautiful spa and healing. It's, you know, it's been in business for 80 years. And a lot of yoga and a lot of chiming and a lot of praying. <laughs> None of the things that I've been particularly good at, to be perfectly honest with you, Karen, I'm more of a just get the job done now. But one night at dinner, you meet new friends. There are all these women, all 40, 50, 60, 70 year old women. And one night we were at a table for 10 and we went around the table and nine of the women were widows. Wow. And they were all in every age group. I mean, one had been widowed. Obviously, she still had children to raise. And one had just lost her husband. I got, we left dinner and I went back to my room and I couldn't wait to call my husband. I like said, are you alive? (laughs) (laughs) Because at that moment, it dawned on me that, I I mean, I don't know. I could go tomorrow. A bus could hit me tomorrow. But this is another transition. Yes. Yeah, I have several friends going through now. And, you know, we are like you keep saying, and I have no words sometimes. Do you know what I mean? I listen to what they tell me, Mm -hmm. but I have no words. I don't know what to say. Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay, because what they really are looking for is to for someone to sit with them and just be. Okay. In silence. Just, you know, I'm here. I'm just here because there aren't words, right? There aren't words that can, can heal that pain. The only thing that heals that is going through it. And having someone who doesn't feel like they need to fix it for you, or that they have the, the words to heal 
the ineffable pain, ineffable pain, um, it's not going to happen. But having someone who can sit with you and just say, I'm here, that is a gift. That is truly a gift. And, And to be comfortable, you know, with somebody who's sitting there crying or who you can just feel the waves of hurt energy coming off of them. And to be with them in that and to just stay there, that is a gift. Okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. Now, another phenomenon in our culture Uh is I lost my parents a long time ago. Okay. I'm almost 70. I lost my parents a long time ago. 20 years, 20 and 30 years. I mean, I've now I've lived almost as long without them as when I had them, but I was very close to both my parents. I'm lucky. There's, I don't have any horror stories growing <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making light of it, but I mean, sometimes I'm not kidding you. When I hear people's stories of growing up, I think to myself, I, they should have warned me. I needed a vodka. <laughs> I needed a vodka before I heard this story. <laughs> Now, with people living longer, I have friends who, this is a classic to me, my mother died. She was 98. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but, but then the, with that phenomena in our society, this is a caretaking situation. So now we're learning to be caretakers to our really old parents because they're so old. Denise, I, you are, you are like talking my language right now because my parents are 90 and 89 and my mom just is coming out an extraordinarily serious case of shingles where she, she has been sick for three months. And I mean, it has been horrific. And she's finally starting to feel better. And, and it's, it's like dealing with teenagers. I'm, I, and I, I know it sounds disrespectful, but on the other hand, I'm like, you're 89 years old. You've lost a lot of the ability to use your hands. Your cognitive processing is not back. And yet she cannot wait to get in that car and start driving. Okay. You know, (laughs) And it really is. It's just like, okay, how do I honor that they're, you know, adults and independent and have the ability to make decisions and get them to realize that things are changing. They are going to continue to change. And we need to plan for that. You just said such a great thing that if you think of them, but not being disrespectful as almost willful or stubborn teenagers, I think that's a fantastic tip, Karen, because it's again, it's one of those shifts instead, you know, we're raised by our parents. They're our leaders. Hopefully they've inspired us or helped us to grow and to learn how to fly on our own. But the day that you realize that you're taking care of them, Another tremendous, yeah. I, I said to this to you yesterday in the email, I like your word of transition better. I use loss. And the reason why is I came from an Italian family where, you know, when the elevator door opens, we all scream. I mean, <laughs> people, okay. Uh-huh. And it says to me, you know, every day you have your own little opera going on. <laughs> it used to offend me. And now I think, yeah, he's got a point. Okay. That's who my family was. Uh-huh. So there's 
your tip of cheating, thinking of them as me. Yes, of course she wants to drive again, but you have, is it safe? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also you touched on this, Denise, you know, this, it's really hard to make that transition in my own mind and in my own heart, you know, because they have been my parents and, you know, letting go of that um, role, you know, that dynamic between us and allowing a new one to grow, that is hard. It hurts. It's been very challenging. And it is absolutely another one of those transitions of, you know, me stepping into that role for myself of being, you know, really now the family matriarch. Um, And, and um, at the same time, still honoring that they are adults and that they have wisdom in the midst of their teenagerhood, you know, and, and there's just like with teenagers, just like with two-year-olds, you know, there's the dance of one minute they're, you know, the grown up kid and the next minute they're the kid, you know, and you have to move back and forth the dance of that. And it's the same kind of dance. How did you start doing this, Karen? What made you all of a sudden say, I'm going to leave my corporate job, but I could help in midlife counseling. Cause I think, you know, and another thing, midlife women are like the most ignored. I mean, because I'm still, working, yes. I'm production company on a new TV idea, the market of women from 40 to 65, nobody builds TV shows for us. Nobody cares about us again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, it it started for me when um, my children left the home. That was, that was really challenging for me. And I had been, I had been one of the crazy. So, so I had three kids. I was the primary breadwinner in our family. Um, I also ran a club volleyball organization and coached um, high level club volleyball. I was insane, you know, kind of. But um, what that meant was that was the focus of my life. And so when my children, there was one pivotal summer where my oldest daughter got married um, way younger than what my plan for her was, you know, <laughs> because I had her life all figured out. Um, and my middle daughter graduated from high school. And, you know, that summer after high school graduation, they're like off with their friends and running hard and fast. And my youngest daughter started driving. And when kids start driving, they're gone. You know, you miss that that time in the car where they're like, you know, <laughs> locked in and you can talk to them, <laughs> they can't escape. And in that same summer, um, their dad, my former husband had severely herniated discs in his back and he was just trying to make it through to the point where he could walk his daughter down the aisle when she got married. And so I was very much alone in this process and it was so hard. It was so, so painful when we took my middle daughter to college and we we drove back home and I just went and I stood at the door of her room and I started crying and then I got very sick. And so that really just started me down that journey 
which ultimately led me to realizing that I was so done with the business world, just so, so done. I was, um, a, I am a recovering CPA, I think, as I say in my one sheet. Um, so I was a CPA and a CFO, but also I did a lot of operations and HR, you know, management because, you know, I was a woman. So I am a woman, but I could do all of it, right? Um, but I could not do another journal entry. I could not do another financial statement. I was just like done. And so I went back to school to get my master's in something that's called transpersonal psychology. And transpersonal psychology is a positive psychology, which means that it is a psychology that focuses on things that happen in a state of health. And so we do not assume that everybody, even though we all do have our challenges, right? But we, for the most part, we all are healthy, but there's lots of ways that we can understand ourselves at a deeper level, that we can experience our life and our relationships in healthier ways. And this is the way that we learn, one of the ways we learn how to do that. And transpersonal means the ways that we connect and interconnect. And so we realize that the decisions that we make impact everyone else throughout the world, you know, in um, just in terms of ecology, for instance, you know, the way that we use our scarce resources and we treat the world, all of this is part of transpersonal psychology. And as a part of that, um, during our, the second year of study, we have a, an area that we focus in. And the area that I ended up focusing in was transition, and largely because of the experience that I had gone through. And so I spent the whole year researching that and writing my culminating project on that um, and, and deepening the understanding of transition and transformation and looking at it as this is not something that is well understood in our culture. In indigenous cultures, it was very well understood and there was ritual and ceremony that marked the movement from one time in life to another time in life. And these rituals and ceremonies would teach you what you were saying goodbye to and what you were stepping into. And there was this whole process of, um, of grieving and letting go, and then of honoring and celebrating what you're stepping into. All of this was taught, but we don't have those anymore. We have so few rituals and ceremonies now. Do you think, I agree, so perfect. We, have, we had a friend of mine on who wrote a little book after her husband passed away, and what it because she was an event planner and Karen halfway through the he, through the interview I kept saying to her you because she was saying reaching out to him after his death yes. you're still event planning do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it was wonderful because that's how she grieved and yes. that's how she moved on yes. and but one of the things and I when you just said it is it because our society has just be decided to move so quickly. I blame everything on MTV. No, <laughs> That's where it started. <laughs> MTV made me, and now Netflix, and I love Netflix, but I'm just saying, you don't have to wait every week to see the next episode because you can watch, 
And we're all like that. And then quarantine came where we're more dependent than ever on Facebook or, you know, TikTok and all these things because we're just moving so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a lot of intention, um, a lot of practice in order to, you know, stand against that energy and that flow. Right. I did a 10 day silent meditation retreat, which most people will go, why, why would anybody do that? <laughs> but, and it was hard, but like most things that are really hard, there were so many gifts that came out of that, but it actually took three days. The first three days you do, I won't even tell you about the meditation practice, but basically it is a time of, um, of letting go and deprogramming from everything. So you can't take books or journals or phones or TVs or radios or newspapers, nothing. There is nothing. You are with yourself. And it took three days to detoxify from that. And then, and then things start to really heat up after that because you're only with yourself, right? There's nothing else. Um, and it was interesting for me to experience that way of living without all of that constant outside influence that we all take for granted as, you know, the way it has to be. And it doesn't, but you have to work pretty hard at making sure that it doesn't happen to you all the time, that you're pushing back on that. Karen, I'm going to tell you something. I knew this was going to happen. You have so much valuable information to share with all of us. Of course, you know, I really only do this for me. Again, I have to be honest. I'm looking at myself, Karen. So I ask you to come back and be a guest again. We will, people can reach out to you. And how do they reach out to you? What's your website? My website is KarenRandallCoaching.com. And that's R-A-N-D-A-L-L, KarenRandallCoaching.com. Karen, thank you so much. You are just a fountain of information. I appreciate your time so much. We have a Facebook page of the same name, Women Beyond a Certain Age. And you can always reach us at... uh, what is it, Cindy? Mm, this is, I didn't write it down. It is womenbeyond at icloud.com. She's thumbs up. She can't believe, you know. <laughs> well, we'll lead right into it the next time. So your My mind doesn't prioritize things, Karen. Like, <laughs> so I usually bungle the clothes like I just did, but I, I keep trying to say to people, that's my charm. Thank you again so much. Oh, thank you. This has been amazing, Denise. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Karen. Thank you.